house of the Lord. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Always so thankful to have another opportunity just to be a vessel that God may be able to use me. Yes, blessings. Tonight I'm going to be preaching out of Hosea. Hosea, we're going to start with the fourth, fourth chapter, and we're going to lead off with verse number six. Is my only scripture tonight. Hosea 4. Hosea, the fourth chapter, verse number 6. The Bible says in Hosea, chapter number 4, verse number 6, it says, My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Because you have rejected knowledge, I will also reject you. That you shall be that you shall be no priest of me. Saying you have forgotten the law of God, I will also forget your children. Let us pray. Most gracious and loving Heavenly Father, God, I love you. Lord, once again, I'm so thankful to have another opportunity to preach this gospel, Lord. I ask you, God, that you'll send down the preacher. God, let me get out of the way. Lord, I ask you that you'll give me wisdom, God, that you give me clarity of speech, that you anoint the hearts of the congregation, God, and let me not speak anything that you wouldn't want me to speak, God. And I'll be sure to give you all the praise and all the glory. In Jesus' name, the church said amen. Amen. We was riding down the road the other day, and me and my wife, and somehow or another we got the... To mention in one another, we caught, we said something in the line of willful ignorance. How sometimes willful ignorance, people can sometimes turn a blind eye. They can, they can look in another direction. And I got to thinking about that, and I ran across this scripture right here, and the Lord really dealt with me. And it really got my attention when I read Swaggart's commentary. His side note underneath the scripture. I'll read the scripture once again, then I'll read the side note. It says, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Because you have rejected knowledge, because uh, I will also reject you. That you shall be no priest of me, seeing that you have forgotten the law of God, and I will forget your children. Swaggered says, he says, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. And this is the cause of the problems in the church and in the world for that matter. He said that the knowledge spoken of right here is the knowledge of the word of God, is the knowledge of this Bible. The lack of knowledge was not ignorance, but rather willful rejection of the law of God. They didn't know, but it was because they did not want to know. And that is no more different than the society and the people that we run around with sometimes. That sometimes they can put the blinders upon their eyes and they want to be willfully just ignorant of things. And I work with a lot of people in the same, same way. They got a simpler form of this. I work with a lot of people that says that the more you know, the more they're going to expect out of you. 
that goes along with the other scriptures in the Bible. says, He that knoweth to do good and do it not to him that is sin. Oh, when much is given, much is required. All those are in the same context. All those are in the same family line. It says, For lack of knowledge, willful rejection, willfully to be ignorant of the word of God, of the standards of God, of the statutes of God, of the requirements of God, of the salvation that God has given to us, that willful knowledge can cost us everything. The truth is out there in our society, the lack of understanding, the lack of knowledge, the lack of wisdom, wisdom that is applied in their life out there. The rejection of knowledge. The choice to be willfully ignorant on things. A choice to be naive when it comes to the things of God. So I looked it up in the Wikipedia. Everybody's good at that. When you really get to digging in something, you kind of want to know what that old dictionary says about it. So in Wikipedia, willful ignorance, I can't even make this stuff up. It says willful ignorance, a decision in bad faith. A decision in bad faith to avoid becoming informed about something. All to avoid having to make an undesirable decision from that information. I heard a, heard a statement the other day that says, if you want your marriage to last, never come home early. That's willful ignorance. That's what the world says out there. If you want your marriage to last, don't ever come home early because you might not want to know what's going on. That's the carnal mind out there, but the statement was indeed catchy. Willfully being ignorant of the things that's going on around you. The danger, the danger of the gospel, the danger that preachers hold in their hands when they stand up behind the pulpit. A lot of times these messages are, it says the power of life and death are in the tongue. Well, the power of life and death is often in the minister on how he presents this gospel on the things that you receive. When any preacher that's not afraid to stand up for the whole counsel of God. When any preacher isn't afraid to stand up after God's law and God's word. It always puts the person that is receiving the message in danger. It puts you in danger. A lot of people don't look at it like that. Because the choice and the decision, it must be made. You've got to accept it. You've got to accept truth wholeheartedly. You've got to accept this Christ wholeheartedly or you've got to reject it. Jesus said if you're for me, if you're not for me, then you are indeed against me. Last week I stood up here, or about two weeks ago I stood up here and I got to preaching on the prophet Elijah. How he went up on Mount Carmel and he was all by himself. And he began to preach to the 450 prophets of Baal. He began to preach to the children of Israel. And he stood up bold. He said, I'm all by myself. And there's 450 of you. He said, how long hold ye between two opinions? If Baal be your God, then serve him. But if God be your God, then yes. you need to rise up. And you need to serve the living God. Yes. 
the Lord, then don't serve him. But as for me and my house, we shall indeed serve the Lord. So you can deliberately choose to be to ignore truth, to avoid all circumstances that would allow you to acquire this truth. That's why a lot of people, they don't go to church. That's why a lot of people in your family avoid you. Why? Because you've got something to say to them. Amen. It's a choice. Willfully ignorant. Afraid that they may learn. Learn truth. Because when they learn truth, it will shatter the very foundation and it will shatter the foundation of their fake reality. Jesus says, it's he that knows truth. It is the truth that shall set you free. When you learn truth, you can't just unlearn it. When you understand truth, when you see truth in a whole, it shows you everything in your life, everything outside of the word of God that is not truth. Yes, our society, just as it is, they're forever learning, but they're never coming to the knowledge of the truth. I want you to know that we got it better. We do. We got it better than all the other generations before us. Us here in America. I know you'll hear me say this all the time. But Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, David, they all, they all look to our day. Isaiah, Ezekiel, Daniel, Jeremiah, a lot of them prophesied of our day. They dreamed of our day. They longed to have the opportunity and the blessings that we have and that we take for granted. Yes. A lot of them gave their lives, holding on to the hope, holding on to the reality. It's going to happen one day, but it's not yet then. We live in that reality. The Spirit of God, not dwelling in a box, not dwelling in a box made by hands. The presence of God, not dwelling behind a curtain any longer, not being separated from the holies of holies. Not that the high priest got to tie a bell around him just in case he wasn't declared holy enough and God struck him dead and they had to pull him out by a rope. We don't live like that no more. God is not in a box no more. God is not behind a curtain no more. I want you to know that we are the temple of God these days. No, you not that your body is a temple of the Holy Ghost which is in you, which ye are not yours, for your bought with the price. Therefore glorify God both in your body and your spirit, which are God's. They desire to feel what Peter felt when Peter stood up and he said, This is that which is spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days I shall pour out my spirit upon all flesh. They desire to have God dealing with them on the inside. How he's molding them. How he's shaping them. How he's tugging on the strings of their heart. They did not have the opportunity and the presence of God inside of them like we take for granted today. Amen. That spirit of truth. That spirit of holiness. That self-same spirit that hovered over the face of the deep. That self-same spirit that raised up Jesus from the dead. has still been moving and operating. And we got it so good right now. Amen. 
We got it so much better. We had 2,000 years of men of God that when the Spirit of the Lord shall come upon them, they shall be changed into another man. That is me and that is you. When God dwells in this temple, when God dwells in this body, the moving and the operating of God in our lives will change you. Change how you act. Change how you talk. Change how you walk. Change how your life will operate. Because God will turn everything inside of you upside down. But he's alive. And he's not dead and he makes you alive. God is this spirit, this Holy Ghost. What Jesus died for to let us in. Oh, to let us in unto his presence. That self-same spirit is still a reasoning in the men and in the women in our society that's still declaring unto them the word of God. It's still a reasoning that deals with the heart. That of those that say that they're saved and they don't have no problem living in their old sin. They don't have no problem practicing their old lifestyle. That old spirit of God, he will deal with them. He'll let them know. That preacher, I stand up behind that pulpit and say, if you don't feel bad for living the same sins that you used to live in, you might not be saved. That spirit of God might not be living inside of you because if any man be in Christ, He's a new creature. Old things passed away. The old lifestyle passed away. That old carnal nature is going to seem to pass away. No, we might not all get it right all at the same time. But God, he'll keep moving and operating on you until the day that you take your last breath. He'll give you a new heart. He'll give you a new desire. God to give you a new life, a new hope, a new reason to live. The world out there, they say they have a truth, but their truth is so watered down. Their truth is so desensitized. They're willfully ignorant of the things of God. They're trapped in that old carnal mind. Oh, they would rather be blind, leading the blind, and they're both going to fall in the pit. The Bible says in 2 Thessalonians, they received not the love of the truth in the last days. And for this cause, it says God shall send them strong delusion that they shall believe the lie, that they might be damned. Why? Who did not believe, not in the truth. So to be willfully ignorant, it comes with a price. To be willfully ignorant of the word of God will come with the price. It'll put you in a dangerous situation. It'll put your legacy in a dangerous situation. It'll put your marriage, your children, your family, your heritage, everything that's going to make up about you, it's putting you in danger. Oprah said that there are many ways to get to heaven. The world says that everybody has the truth. That everybody has different religions. That all these paths lead to heaven. That all these paths tell a story. That everybody has a gate they must 
must walk through. But I want you to know Jesus said, straight is the gate. For wide is the, it says straight is, it says enter ye at the straight gate. For wide is the gate and broad is the way that leads to destruction. And it said many be thereat. And it says straight is the gate and narrow is the way which leads to life. And few there be that find it. I want you to know tonight that the downward road is crowded. Because there is going to be few there be that find that straight gate. That find that Christ. That find their hope and their faith in that son of the living God. So your story, your so-called truth out there. If it doesn't line up. If it doesn't match up. Line upon line and precept upon precept on what was spoken out of the mouth of God. What was written down and became the word of the living God. And the word became flesh. And that flesh was the only begotten son of God that he exalted him. And he gave him a name that was above every other name. And that name is Jesus Christ. And every knee shall bow. And every tongue shall confess. That Jesus is Lord. There is no other name under heaven which why men can be seen but be saved. Not me, not you, not anybody can be saved by any other name except for Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. Not Muhammad, not the Buddha, not Allah, not Baal, not the Dalai Lama, not the Mother Marys, not the Joseph Fifth. Smith false doctrines, not money, not works, not rituals, not education, not your race, not your ceremonies, and not your legacy. Nothing can save a man except for Jesus. All that stuff has to be scratched off. All that stuff, a sin of man, a sin of woman, straight to hell. Anything outside of Jesus Christ and Him crucified is indeed a cult. It's a religion, a man-made religion, and it is not a relationship with God. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes unto the Father except by me. Jesus said, I am the door. He that enters not by the door unto the sheepfold, but climbs in some other way. It's the same as a thief and the same as a robber. So all their thoughts on all these other paths that get you into the kingdom of heaven, it's all a lie straight out of the pits of hell. Paul says if they come preaching another Jesus that we preached, if you have received another spirit than what we brought, if they come preaching another gospel, then they're false apostles. He says, no marvel, for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. And guess what? So is his ministers also. In Galatians, Paul said, if I or an angel from heaven preach any other gospel, then we have preached to you, let him be accursed. He said it. He believed it so much. He said it a second time. He said, if I or an angel from heaven preach unto you any other gospel than you have received unto us, let him be a curse. 
That means if I'm up here and I'm preaching this gospel and an angel from heaven appears from the ceiling, oh, and he, uh, he uh, levitates right down here behind this pulpit, he pushes me outside of the way, and if he begins to preach or teach on anything outside the cross of Christ, and if man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. I want you to know that angel is not of God. It is a devil that has disguised himself as an angel of light. People are destroyed. People are dying. People are falling by the wayside and they're going straight to hell. I got brothers and I got sisters. I got family members. I have cousins. I have good friends acquaintances, people at work, people in town that I grew up with. A lot of them's going to hell because willful ignorance. They won't want to accept that Jesus is the only way to get into the kingdom of heaven. Amen. All because they reject truth. All because they reject knowledge. Willfully being ignorant. Jesus said, whosoever one of the greatest words of the Bible. Whosoever, let him come. But when you reject his knowledge, when you reject his son, when you reject the sacrifice that he made to give you life and to give you life more abundantly, the Bible says that God will reject you. It says if you forget his laws, if you forget him and you reject him, he will forget your children. That's a harsh statement. I want you to know that's a harsh statement. A lot of people say that doesn't, that doesn't sound like God. Let me tell you something. If you want to know how God is and what he's done, read the Bible. Yeah. Read this word of God. He tells you to raise up a child in the way that he should go. Yes. So when he is old, he shall not depart of it. But I want you to know what happens when you reject truth. What happens when you raise up that child not in the way that he should go. And all of a sudden, you wonder what in the devil's hell just happened to your children. It's all because you rejected the hand of God, the protection of God. All God moving and operating in in your family, in the promises for your children, for your children's children. But I want you to know, if you reject God, you tell him no. I don't want to stand for your laws. Too many rules, too many regulations. I don't want you in my life. I don't want you in my marriage. I don't want you dictating over me and my choices. Not over my children. You're not giving them any kind of light. Any kind of example, any kind of pillar. So how is it you expect God? I know most of us for myself. By the grace of God, we are here. And most of them right now, look around. The pews are empty. And they're out there. By the grace of God. We are here. By the grace of God, God pulled us up out of the muck and the mire. Somehow God found favor on us. Somehow somebody somewhere came in our past and they gave us an example that looked like Jesus. That looked like the cross. And it gave us a desire to want to know God. What about them out there that reject his word? That 
It's harsh, I know it. It's strong, I know it. But when you reject God, heard people say before, light rejected is light withdrawn. But you keep telling God, no, I don't want you. I don't want your laws. I don't want your word. I don't want you in my life. I don't want you in my children's life. I ain't going to live like that. I ain't going to believe like that. I don't even believe in you. I want you to know it won't be long. It be by the grace of God that he gives to your children. Be by the grace of God he moves in your family. Because there is no life there. There is no pillar. And there is no example to lead and guide the next generation to be raised up for the Lord. A nation has so much grace given to them. Our nation. We've been so blessed. Handpicked by God. We could have been easily somewhere else in this world. Easily over there in bondage somewhere. But God allowed us, showed us mercy. Gave us stability to be raised up to love him. To serve him. To be sitting right here in Jacksonport, Arkansas. All praising and worshiping his holy name. When we could have been just like somebody else across the world. That never had the privileges and the opportunities that we get right now. Blessed above all measures. America. We're blessed above all things. Knowledge. Above all. Power. We're powerful. Above all the rest of the world, we always help in times of need. And we're understanding and this gospel above all of the rest of the world. I want you to know we take it all for granted. We use God like he's a dirty rag sometimes. When we make a mess, we, we use him to try to clean it up in our lives and we throw him in the corner. Why? Because sometimes we take God for granted. The majority of our society wanting willful ignorance. Why? Because God, he changes things in your life. They live like that out there. Like they despise him. Worshiping devils. Worshiping sexual perversions. Abominable lifestyles. A nation that's given over laws and they're trying to enforce them. I want you to know it seems like a nation is holding their fist up to God and shaking it, daring God that he'll show himself to be real. They even here recently put up a statue in New York for women empowerment, for Ruth Ginsburg to represent what she stood for, represent that she stood for abortion, Represents a God in the mullet, child sacrifice, shedding of innocent blood. And they're about to put another one right down there in Texas I read earlier. I want you to know this nation has lost their mind. This nation has turned a blind eye to the Lord. We worship anything else besides God. We worship money. We worship entertainment. The Bible says in Revelations, I am rich, increased with goods, in need of nothing. And Jesus said we're wretched, we're miserable, we're poor, and we're blind, and we're naked because we think we can do this on our own. We think that we have abundance on our own, that we have protection on our own. And the only reason why America is still standing is because we still support Israel. And God has used the United States of America to take this gospel unto the uttermost parts of the world. That is why the hand of God has protected America. I heard preachers say before, 
if he does not judge America for how we have acted towards him, how we have lived towards him, when we have been blessed above all measures, God has poured out all blessings on America and we hold our fist up at God. Willfully ignorant. The Bible says that they love their deeds, love their darkness. They hate the light. John says in 319, because the light has come into the world, men love darkness rather than light because their deeds are evil. The majority, the majority of America, they live like, they live like they have forsaken God. Me and my wife was looking through the television the other night. She flipped it and I said, carnal, 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 carnal. And she got tired. She said, you find something. I don't know what we're going to watch. Why? Because that's the world out there. That's their desire out there. It's their nature out there to pour the carnality, to pour it all out. So what does it take to humble a man? What does it take to humble a society? What does it take to humble a nation before God? What does it take? Natural disasters? War? Famine? Pestilence? Do we need Turkey? Do we need another 9-11 around here? Do we need another Ukraine to take place in America? Do we need another COVID outbreak? What does it take to get man's attention? Getting banking on things above. The society of America is willfully ignorant on the things of God. The Bible says to when much is given, much is required. Never been a nation that the gospel has ran through the streets like the gospel has ran through the streets of America. There's never been nothing like America ever on the face of the earth where America had so many opportunities, so many, the word, this Bible, I bet you I got 20 something of them in my house. We got it on our phones. We got it anywhere we want to look for the word of God. Amen. And how many out there that their number one goal is to please the Lord. How many out there want to know what the word of God says? We have so many opportunities. Preachers that have stand up behind the pulpit. And preach this gospel. Over and over and over. Telling you how much God loves you. What God did for you. How his son died for you. And they turn a deaf ear. And they turn a blind eye. And they willfully don't want none of that. I heard. Every promise in the book is mine. Every chapter, every verse, and every line in the word of God. And one day, it's going to testify against those that are willfully ignorant of this gospel. It's going to stand up. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but not one jot, not one tittle. I want you to know the word of God is established in heaven, and it will never pass away. So churches, preaching, not around here. We don't go like 
ever succumb to that. We got good churches around here. We got good churches in Jackson County. We got good churches in McCroy. We got good churches over in Surrey. We got some of the best churches around. And some of the best ministers of this gospel. I want you to know it feels like we're highly blessed and highly flavored right here in Jackson County. But unfortunately, that is not the case out there in the real world. Dead doctrines are being preached. Dead programs, dead agendas, self-helps, dead works, rituals, spiritually dead. And they're selling the church out, selling out the word of God, making it user-friendly. And they adjust this message so it will remove the offense of the gospel. I heard a preacher say, we don't, we don't think we need to be saved. We just need a little help. We don't need the good news. We just need some good advice. Jeremiah 30.10 says, Which say to the seers, see not, and to the prophets, prophesy not unto us right things, but speak unto us smooth things. Prophesy the seats to us. Paul says to Timothy that they will no longer endure sound doctrine, but after their own lust, heap themselves teachers, having itching ears. They want to be told what they want to hear. They don't want to be told the right things. They don't want to be told the truth of the gospel. Tell me how God loves me. Tell how God's for me. Tell God how he wants to bless me. I'm the head and not the tail. I'm above and not below. They want to feel all the promises in the book are mine. They want somebody to stand up here and tickle their ear yeah. and tell them how God is still going to bless them yeah. as they want to be willfully ignorant to the things of God. They said, speak to us smooth things. That means they want you to lie to them and let them know that everything is going to be okay. John 3, 17, it says, And for God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, but the world through him might be saved. Yes, he that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not right. is condemned already, because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten. I know I'm preaching tonight to some mature Christians, them that are saved, them that walk with God, the faithful few that show up, it doesn't bother me so much. It used to bother me a little bit when I got to preaching a tougher message that it felt like. But I want you to know that you're strong enough that you can receive this. That you understand this. Because you are saved. You do walk with God. The Spirit of God dwells inside of you. He has changed your life. He gave you a, good, a new outcome. I want you to know that God still has a remnant. God still has a faithful few that's still alive and preaching this gospel today. That's still being a pillar. That's still being a light. That's still raising up their children. That the way that they should go. So when they are old, they shall not depart from it. Amen. Still believe. And we still cling to them nail-scarred hands. That cross of Christ. He that changed everything in my life. I still believe the words that are written in red. That saved and sanctified and delivered and set me free. Soon and very soon. In a moment. In a twinkling of the eye. The sound of the last trump. I will be caught up. 
My brothers and my sisters will be caught up. We be G-O-N-E. We're going to be gone. God's going to wipe away all the tears from our eyes. No more suffering. No more pain. No more death. No more sorrow. No more worry. No more wondering. God's going to give us a new body. This mortal will be put on immortal. This corruptible will be made incorruptible. And we are not of them that turn back. We are not of them that are willfully ignorant out there. We are washed and we are sanctified. And we are looking up and we are clinging to that old rugged cross. God is good and God is faithful. If anybody needs prayer, let them come. If not, I'm going to turn it back over. Praise God. Praise God.